Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. The Athletic. Miate stooped bravely, but Iheanacho has it, and it's finished off by Castagna. Oh, Iheanacho! A bolt out of the blue from the men in blue. A red-hot finish from Kelechi Iheanacho. Hello and welcome to 5000 to 1, the Leicester City podcast from The Athletic. I'm Rob Tanner. Joining me as always, a man who still has nightmares about Dennis Bergkamp's performance at Filbert Street in August 1997, is former captain and Leicester legend Matt Elliott. How are you doing, Matt? <laughs> I'm good, Rob. Thank you. Uh, hope you're the same. It was only a matter of time before Mr Bergkamp got a mention, wasn't it? And uh, that <laughs> He's back in the... the news, isn't he, Matt? He's back yeah, in the news. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I thought that might spring producer Joel's uh, attention. But it's, uh, yeah... Every time I hear his name, a shiver runs down my spine. <laughs> Going back to that, that fateful day when Leicester, what was it, 97, I think it was, uh, we ended up drawing three all against the mighty Arsenal. It sounds good on the face of it, but when you see the actual footage and the reality, uh, Dennis Burkham making a monkey out of me <laughs> when he completed his hat-trick, but what a hat-trick it was. And in fairness, if anyone's going to make you look foolish, then it might as well be Dennis Burkham, wouldn't it? But... Uh, uh, I remember being made similarly foolish, uh, to look similarly foolish, by Trevor Benjamin in training. Now, that was something to get upset about. OK. I was about to say, is Burkham the best you've faced? But is Trevor Benjamin the best you've ever faced? No, Burkham just gets the nod, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, right, we'll crack on because we've got plenty to discuss again uh, this week on 5000 to 1. It's going so well for Leicester on the pitch. Not so well with a bit of bad news on the injury front as well. And um, we're going to get all into that in a second. But uh, right now, you can subscribe to The Athletic for a special price of £3.99 a month for six months. That's 40% off the full price of a subscription. You'll enjoy great analysis and in-depth features from the very best football writers around, as well as ad-free versions of all our podcasts. So go to theathletic.com forward slash LeicesterPod to take advantage of this special 40% discount. That's theathletic.com forward slash LeicesterPod. Right then, Matt, well, let's start with Monday night. Right. Um, Crystal Palace at home. It looks like it was going to be a, a banana skin, and uh, I can imagine the the nerves amongst the, the City faithful uh, will be jangling uh, when they uh, went behind to that goal, Wilfred Zaha goal, after just twelve minutes. But uh, to come back to show that resilience, it made me think a little bit about what happened last season, and uh, have they grown from that? Have they learned from that? Have they got more uh, of that resilience to, to see themselves over the line? Because they're in a very similar position with five games to go. Uh, West Ham at home, and they turn that round, uh, got a victory, uh, and you know they got that lovely little cushion now, seven points in the top four. But uh, last season, after that game, it all went awry. But I've got a feeling it's going to be different this time. Yeah, there's definitely that feel about it, Rob, isn't there? I mean, look at the points tally now. 
is the same, I believe, as the tally that Leicester ended up with uh, in the, the last campaign. So five games to go, got a big chance to improve on that. You would expect them to do so. And they just they just look to have more about them this time round, don't they? We've mentioned it in weeks gone by, haven't we? More flexibility, more durability within the squad, different ways to win games. They've adapted so well this time round up to this point. Still work to do, but I'm quietly confident with the position that they're in at the moment. I mean, seven points plus a positive goal difference ahead of fifth place West Ham. I know Liverpool are lurking as well, but um, you've got to be confident, haven't you? And I think Monday sort of epitomised the difference between this season and last. If that had occurred, as it did pretty much um, last campaign, they would have struggled. And But they've got extra resolve this time round. And you know, whilst it, I wasn't totally confident that they were going to turn things round, um, you know, at the half-time interval, because the record for Leicester this season at King Power, they've gone behind, I think it's four times, and haven't managed to salvage a point even. Um, on any of those occasions. But, yeah, I, I think it just reflected the, the the different mentality that is in the camp at the moment. And they, they showed great patience, really, and discipline and, and belief in themselves that they could turn it round. You know, I think they changed it a little bit uh, in terms of, you know, a bit, bit more, Brendan Rodgers mentioned it about a bit more pace in their passing, which you want in any game. The greater width, but... They just got it together. They were a bit more proactive, weren't they? And I, I thought maybe the, the two goals sort of typified the change of approach as well because they were both balls that were you know courageous, really, or, or you know risky. And it was a high element of of, of um, danger, you know, in in the completion of the the initial pass. Tillman's the first one. Johnny Evans the second. But they backed themselves, took a little bit, bit of a gamble, and it came off. And obviously, Ian Nacho played his part in both goals. You know, he he was the the man again, wasn't he? But uh, yeah, they Palace make it difficult for you as well, don't they, Rob? You know, especially when they get a goal ahead, they drop into that four five one, and you start panicking and scratching your head a bit, thinking how are Leicester going to get through? But they came up with the goods, and uh, that man, Ian Nacho, was unbelievable, wasn't he? Really, I mean. Just, the two goal contributions um, aside, I thought he, he set up Vardy on a couple of occasions. It was a real genuine threat. And Leicester deservedly got the win in the end. Well, let's talk about the system that Brendan's employed because he seems to be forced on him in terms of um, the injuries that he had to wide players. He had no wide players with Harvey Barnes out, Cengiz under, Madison was out, Perez was out injured at one stage. He had no choice but to throw Kelechi in with Jamie Vardy in a two-man attack. And... And it's worked to a team. Obviously, we've discussed in previous podcasts that those that back three of Siunsu, Fafana and, and Evans and how effective they've been. But the system in general, with Castagna getting up the, uh, the top of the field to equalise at the start of the second half, him providing the width and young Luke Thomas coming in and even their little change in midfield as well, whereas before it was 
Nedidi alongside Tielemans in a holding role and then a number 10 in front, whether that was Perez or Madison. And he seems to have changed that as well. They, the Madison or Perez, whoever he chooses, seems to be playing more on the left side of a midfield three. And it, it might have been forced upon him, but it's working perfectly now. I mean, the only blip was the Man City and West Ham games when he didn't have the, the three quality lads at the back. And he had to have Daniel Amate come in, who's done a job this season, but really is not uh, a Fafana in any stretch of the imagination at the moment. But... Uh, it, it really is a system that's bringing out the best in Iheanacho, best in the back three. He's got the width from the, the the wing backs. The only question would be when Harvey Barnes is fit, and there's some news on Harvey in a bit in a minute. Where would he fit into that system? Yeah, it's something that people are mulling over already, aren't they? You know, and have been for a little while, but they're not overly concerning themselves with it just now because how Leicester are playing, as you mentioned. With the two up top and um, the lineup as it is, they're being hugely successful. And that's where I go back to my previous point, really. Leicester have applied different systems uh, with different personnel throughout the season. And you know, just a quick side note as well that they've coped admirably with three long term injuries. Ricardo's been out extensively, Justin still is, Barnes still is, probably to the end of the season, it, 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 it seems. And, it is, yeah. Yeah, you know, for a, a team like Leicester and a, you know a club of of, it, of its size to cope so well is is remarkable, really. And I think it gets a little bit understated, really. But but yeah, it's um, it's interesting to see Brendan Rodgers at work, isn't it? I think his coaching ability has really come to the fore. He is he is an elite coach without any shadow of a doubt, and. I thought on Monday night at half time, I thought possibly that that might be um, a time and a place to, to maybe tinker with the system a little bit. Did they need three centre halves up against just Ben Teke effectively throughout that second period when they're trying to force the issue? But, you know, the three centre halves remained intact and they were passing the ball across always with half an eye forward. But you're right, Castagna and Thomas, they, they just pushed forward that extra 10 yards, didn't they? Stretched the game a little bit. Castagna, uh, sorry, Fafana and Sancho sometimes squeezed into areas and, and tried to join in play when they could. Johnny Evans, you know, was spraying the ball around from the middle of the park. And we saw that effectively in, with the second goal. But yeah, they, they apply themselves so cleverly, don't they? As you mentioned there, the number 10 role, whether it's Madison, Perez, Sometimes they're in behind the front two as an out-and-out number 10, but defensively they drop in, left-hand side, because otherwise Leicester are in danger of getting overrun in midfield because the fullbacks need to, the wing-backs need to drop in to make a back five. Acres of space for opposition fullbacks, but that can be partly addressed if you've got three in midfield rather than the two. So it, it, it's all in there. It's all synchronised. There's all, always a method behind Leicester's play. And... I think you know the way that they've adapted to two different systems and different challenges has been superb. And the Brendan's has to take a lot of credit, so do the players as well. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard it right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask me. 
Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hello, listeners. Sorry to interrupt your show, but we've got a small favor to ask. We're currently doing a bit of a survey to find out more about you, your podcast listening habits, and the sort of adverts that are most relevant to you. If you feel like helping, please head to surveymonkey.com slash r slash athletic audio UK. That's pretty catchy, so I'll say it one more time. Surveymonkey.com slash r slash athletic audio UK. Thank you. Well, let's talk about Brendan because obviously he's been a, a talking point recently as well with the, the vacancy at Tottenham Hotspur and there was a, initially a lot of uh, speculation that um, Spurs would be coming after him and it seemed to be uh, the perception that it was a fait accompli that he would leave Leicester for Tottenham if they made an approach. But um, it's not the case. Um, and he came out and said it again yesterday that he's more than happy here. He, he sees progress at the club. He's got all the resources that he needs at the moment. I'm sure he wants uh, a few signings in the summer um, to strengthen as well. But he still sees um, a challenge at Leicester City. And you can't argue with that. If he can get them into the Champions League, he, he will have a Champions League campaign. He's got a first FA Cup final for 52 years to look forward to. Um, Spurs, as much as they are one of the uh, the, the more financially um, prepared clubs uh, for the future and one of the instigators of the Super League, um, the, he seems to be more than happy and in a happy place with his life as well off the field as he is going to Bradgate Park and having uh, tea and sandwiches in the in the railway calf there and the post office calf sorry and uh, he he seems to be enjoying his life at Leicester so I I think I think he backs himself that if one day and I think it's inevitable one day that he will move on from Leicester City to seek another challenge as he has done throughout his career but I think he backs himself to get an even bigger job than Tottenham uh, to be yeah. honest and but right now he's more than happy where he is um 100% with you on that no disrespect to Tottenham, but I, I think there's bigger fish for Brendan Rodgers to fry down the line. I I, I trust his word in, in this instance when he says, you know, he's happy and his focus is on Leicester. 100% sure that is the case. And why wouldn't it be? You know, he just spoke about his qualities as a coach. Yes, he's a, a man manager um, as well, but he also... He states it, you know, quite vividly that he considers himself as a coach predominantly, and he's got such an abundance of talent to work with. He's seeing results. We spoke about the improvement on the points tally or the equaling of that up to now. You would assume that Leicester are going to improve on that. That's a sign of development. Europa League this year, hopefully Champions League next year. We know about the FA Cup final. There's progress left, right and centre at Leicester City. You know, the infrastructure of the club, we all know about the training ground, etc. the possibilities of the stadium improvement and just the all-round sort of globalisation in the branding of the club. You know, it's a good place to play your trade, isn't it? And there's a lot to be said. Uh, I, would, I would massively 
agree with him, you know, in, in terms of being happy in your life and your work. Sometimes, you know, you need to be a little bit wary of, of what you wish for or might possibly wish for. But, yeah, I, I think down the line, there, there will be that opportunity for Brendan Rodgers. He's officially recognised now, isn't he, as one of the top managers in the game, coaches, sorry. And something will come along. But in the meantime, I think everyone concerned at Leicester City is delighted that he's, you know, he seems content. And for the semi-foreseeable future, his destiny lies with Leicester City. There's so much to achieve and you get so much more satisfaction out of that as well, I think. you know, He started a job and I think in this case, as best he can, he's looking to finish it. Well, one of the big things about uh, Brendan, one of the things he loves about his job and, and why he's at Leicester is the number of players that he can work with and develop and improve. And I think there's no greater example right now than Kelechi Inacho. This is what Brendan said on Kelechi. Uh, I mean, he's 12 goals in nine games. Um, the top priority for me as a coach is helping players to develop. It's been difficult for Kells because of the style we normally play, which was one striker with Jamie Vardu. We had to change it around with injuries. He's come in and been exceptional. Not just his goals, he's so happy to work hard for the team and his quality is phenomenal. I mean, the, the, the transfer, I've not seen a transformation of a player in such a short space of time like I'm witnessing now uh, with Kelechi and Nacho. And I think Brendan uh, deserves a lot of credit for that, but obviously Kelechi as well for the, the way he's gone about his his business in, in recent weeks. But it is quite extraordinary. And one thing I wanted to ask you, Matt, is um, something Brendan said in the press conference this week. He said about Kelechi, he's, he's one of those strikers that is always out practising his finishing. But n a lot of the top guys he's worked with don't like to practise finishing. They don't like to, to be out there. They like to save it for a match day. Have you ever come across that? Um, oh, it's a good question, really. It's, it's a fine balance, isn't it? Um yeah, I think I know what you're saying. Some people, when they're in a hot streak, it's more often not. You know, if you're in a hot streak, you think, right, I don't want to sort of expend all my uh, not fortune, but everything that you've got within you. You want to you want to keep it there, ready to burst on a match day, and you don't want to use up all your uh, all your talent for want of a better word, uh, because you feel sooner or later. That bubble's not necessarily going to burst, but it's it's not going to be quite so buoyant. And you know, I have known of players who have done that, but majority of the time, yeah, it's when centre forward's been struggling a little bit, really. And and it's the opposite. You know, when they do what Ian Acho is doing, a fair play to them and him by staying behind, you know, just trying to get into some sort of rhythm, click into gear, if you like, because. It, it can, you know, you hear of some some players who are banging goals in left, right and centre in training but can't in a game. I've been in situations where centre forwards, teammates can't even score in training. They can't score after training when it's just one-on-one -on -one with a the keeper. They just clam up and it, and it just leaves them. That ability to that has got them where they are in their career just leaves them for short periods of time. But eventually the genuine ability comes through and hopefully things turn turn round, whether that's through perseverance or it's just a matter of time, sort of thing. You know, you, you could say it with Jamie Vardy. I wouldn't imagine Jamie Vardy is doing too much different to what he does ordinarily, but you can see his frustration that it's not quite clicking for him in front of goal. You know, the, 
But if he was at his very sharpest, he would have scored a couple on Monday night, probably, um, against Palace. But wasn't to be. But he still played his part, mind you. But it's... Uh, yeah, I mean, in Ian Acho's case, he's, he's done wonderfully well. And uh, while Brendan Rodgers can take praise for it, it, it sort of fell into place, didn't it? You know, to give him that opportunity, it did almost a bit of reflected praise for Brendan Rodgers. But Ian Acho is the one who, who's... I'm sure there's been little bits of tips of advice um, from He's Brendan just having Rogers. faith in him, isn't it, Matt? I think he's a, such yeah. a confidence guy. For Brendan to, to, to really reinforce that he still believes in him. Um, I mean, because there was a time, I mean, I wrote it as well, where, after that Crystal Palace game, where I thought patience is going to run out in the lad because he hasn't done it. And the timing of, of his form now is... is Perfect for Leicester because the buyback clause that, that was inserted in the sale uh, that took him from Man City, the £25 million deal from Man City to Leicester, which meant Man City could have bought him back for £50 million. They could have just triggered that at any stage, has now expired. So they can't, Man City can't go back from now. It cost them a lot more money now than, than that. It was a very expensive buyback anyway. So, well, exactly, and obviously yeah. they wouldn't have triggered that. But it, the form it, it, it's been, I mean, and he scores goals from diff, all sorts of different angles, all sorts of different goals inside the area, outside the area. And that finish was one of two wow moments on Monday night for me. The, the, the first one was the Johnny Evans tackle interception the pace that he, he displayed to get back and recover from that but that finish from Iheanacho just to get it out of his feet knock it to his left and, and the keeper didn't even see it coming in, in top corner it was a phenomenal finish um, he is on fire yeah well yeah again we're talking about him aren't we as are a lot of other people but yeah I take your point there about you know just giving him the confidence and showing belief in Iheanacho uh, and I think like I say, there'll probably be little bits and pieces, tidbits of, of advice, you know, in terms of little runs to make in partnership with Vardy or where to be when Vardy's operating in those wide areas. But basically, Ian Hatcho, he's that sort of player. He's spontaneous, isn't he? He's, he's off the cuff. You, you don't go through the coaching manual with what he does. You never know quite what to expect next. Um, he's been hit and miss previously, but now, you know, his ratio of success when he tries different movements, um, strikes at goal, is it's incredible. And he's not only scoring himself, he's setting other people up for opportunities as well. You know, he looks a top-class player and has to be praised for that. And, you know, again, we're going back to that point about the system and Brendan Rodgers applying it, forced into it, really, and... Yeah, people can say it was a masterstroke, but it, it it was the only plausible option, really. And if, if Kelechi and Acho hadn't produced the goods, who knows what position Leicester would be in. You know, it could be a repeat of last campaign. It doesn't look like it's going to be that way, but we said it a while ago, didn't we? Kelechi and Acho will have a big say on how Leicester fare, regardless of whether he'd been playing up top regularly or not, but he would have you know, come in and out of the side to give Vardy rests, etc. And it, it was vital that he made some sort of contribution, but you couldn't foresee how big his impact was going to be. Well, that impact as well, I th- I think, has been a, a little factor in the decision um, to send Harvey Barnes back in for uh, another clean-up operation on his knee. He, he was ruled out after the um, game against Arsenal with a chip bone. They were, had been nursing him through it. But it finally went uh, against Arsenal. He had to go under the knife. Now, he's had another little setback in training because they had hoped he might be back for the tail end of the season, possibly with an eye 
on uh, the FA Cup final and, and England Euros if he could play enough games to get himself back in the frame, although I think that would have been a long shot. But unfortunately... He's had another little setback in, in training. He's, he's undergoing a, another minor operation to clean up the decision. They, they could have nursed him through and could have even got him back, uh, but that would have risked him losing him for the start of pre-season. But, and I think and a factor, although I put this to Brendan and he, and he said, no, not really. Um, it's great timing, really, that Kletchy and this system is working so well that they can take this time now with Harvey to get him absolutely spot on for for pre-season. A big blow for the lad, though, as well, to, to, to miss out on an FA Cup final. Yeah, missing out on plenty, isn't he? But somehow, Leicester are coping because Barnes was looking the main man, wasn't he, really, at one stage. Well, you say that about a few Leicester players this season, which is obviously a positive. But, yeah, I, I think Ian Atto's form has, has made that decision probably a little bit more straightforward. Although, I'm not surprised to hear Brendan Rodgers' response. Um, was as it was because he would say he would never put a player's well-being in jeopardy and I'm not saying that was going to be the case but like you say they maybe could have nursed him through but I think that's a dangerous thing to do when you can nurse people maybe as was the case with Harvey Barnes and even that didn't end up very well did it but you can nurse them through before a, you know, a sizable injury has been incurred but after that injury nursing them through if you know deep down ultimately there's going to have to be a correctional procedure that's a very dangerous game this episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra the official beer sponsor of the NBA want to get closer to the game than ever before Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear courtside seats to an NBA game and more Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. This episode is supported by Season 3 of FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club has finally been promoted into League 2 after 15 seasons in the National League. Dedicated staff and supporters celebrate the city's return to glory while bracing for the newfound challenges that come with being in a higher division. Will Wrexham AFC stand up to the challenges and rise again into League One? FX is welcome to Wrexham. Premieres May 2nd on FX. Stream on Hulu. Brought to your ears by The Athletic, I'm Adam Hurry and Football Clichés is the podcast you never knew you needed. Every week, to quite unnecessary depth, we examine the words, the phrases, the accepted wisdom, the mannerisms, the habits, the gestures, the symbols, the sounds and the smells that everyone takes for granted in football, but which really are the glorious glue that holds it all together. For example, have you ever really listened to the Football League goals roundups? I mean, really listen to them? Because they all sound pretty much like this. Team X went into this game with just one win in their last 13. And when Team Y took the lead inside four minutes at Stadium Z, the home fans were probably starting to fear the worst. But Striker A had other ideas, and this game turned on its head in the space of five minutes midway through the second half. First, a smart finish from the edge of the box brought Team X level, and he repeated the trick on the hour mark to bring his tally for the season to 22. By now, Team X were in the mood, and although striker A squandered a gilt-edged chance to complete his hat-trick, on-loan Dutchman winger B made it three with a curling effort from long range. 
Team-wise misery was compounded in stoppage time when midfielder C's late challenge on fullback D saw them reduced to 10 men. An afternoon to forget for manager E's men then, but Team X will hope they have finally turned a corner under caretaker boss manager F. Listen to Football Clichés wherever you get your podcasts and also ad-free when you subscribe to The Athletic. Um, talking of welfare of young players, um, we've seen something I haven't come across before um, in terms of Wesley Fofana and uh, uh, his fasting for Ramadan and the, the um, processes that Leicester City have put in place to, 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 to help him. And we saw against West Brom when he um, was substituted so he could uh, break his fast after nightfall. And against uh, Palace as well, we saw a, an agreement between the two uh, two sides to have a little break in play to uh, allow Fafana and Kyote to have um, to break their fast with having some energy gels and, and a drink. Um, from what I understand, the, the players are, are not in any sort of distress or, or harm about it. It's something they're used to. They've been doing it all their lives and they actually feel like it makes them be even stronger. Uh, their faith is so so important, so strong for them. But uh, it is a, 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 an interesting scenario, though, isn't it? I mean, it's perhaps something that they should put in place in, in all the evening games, because Leicester do have a lot of evening games between now and the end of the season. Yeah, they do. It's something something that hasn't been sort of brought to light previously, has it? And remarkable, really, that they're able to... You know, the likes of Fafana, Kayati it was as well, wasn't it, on Crystal Palace side? Um, that they're able to play to the extent that they can and the level that they do, because you know they're fluids. Obviously, you're told to try and intake as much as you can throughout the day in preparation, in terms of hydration and obviously food and nourishment and energy and everything. And to, to play to, with, with the energy that they do is it's incredible, really. Absolutely. Well, let's see if they do it at uh, Southampton on Friday night, which is a, another big game for Leicester because if they win that, they go 10 points clear of fifth place and that really would pile on the pressure on their rivals and put them in a, a great position to kick on um, to clinch that Champions League slot. Now, Southampton, it's an interesting, always an interesting one against Southampton, isn't it? Because I mean, everybody talks about the 9-0 last time they went down there, but uh, they've given a, a good, a decent account of themselves since then in many of the games and that was sort of a, a freakish uh, freakish night um, uh, what were you made of Southampton I mean they, they go through hot streaks and then they go really cold again yeah they're so difficult to work out aren't they I mean another 9-0 this season not so long ago against Man United as well wasn't it it's, that is freakish to happen mm. twice um, and again, it's, it's 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 down at St Mary's, isn't it? And it's a Friday night. I believe that was the case previously, wasn't it? Um, and rain is forecast. <laughs> All the signs are there. Well, mathematically, nine points would definitely guarantee it. Eight points would, with the goal difference that they've got at the moment, would also be good enough. Um, if they win the next two, that's six points. Do you think that would be enough? Cause, but I'd fancy them to take some points off the, the, the three sides at the end of the season. Oh, yeah. Man United, yeah. Chelsea and Spurs. Yeah, listen, everyone's looking at it, um, or a lot of supporters are, you know, thinking, oh, we, we've got Chelsea, Tottenham, Man United in the, the last three games. We need to get the job done. I don't think Leicester need to get the job done at all. I'm confident that Leicester will pick up results against against those three teams, as they have done, you know, throughout the season. But I, I just think, you know, any team would like to get the work done as soon as possible. And the opportunity is there. 
Newcastle haven't been too bad of late. Have they picked up a couple of results? And you know, Southampton off the back of the semi-final is not going to be straightforward. No Premier League game is. We saw that on Monday night against Palace. But um, yeah, I, I think even the six points could well be enough. I mean, you don't want to rely on that, of course. But ultimately, I think it could be. Might, might as you say, not mathematically at that time after the Newcastle game if Leicester were to be successful. But yeah, other teams can drop points. You know, they're playing other big teams as well. And it reminds me a little bit of the Tottenham scenario when Leicester won the league. Everyone was saying, oh, Leicester need to win this because they were, they, it was like they were assuming that Tottenham were going to win the last five, six games in the Premier League. And as we saw, Leicester ended up winning by 10 points. The title, Tottenham came third. People, most teams will drop points over a six-game period. Um, I'm sure Leicester will, but I'm sure the other teams will as well. So, very, very confident, but just quietly for now, Rob. Well, fantastic, Matt. Thank you again for joining us this week. I'll see you on the south coast, Southampton. Yeah, yeah. We'll be uh, racing each other down the, what is it, the M3 <laughs> these days, is it? Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah. It's not a bad run. It's not a bad run, actually. Yeah, a couple, so of, couple of dick dastardly is doing about 60 miles an hour, aren't we? <laughs> a couple of old duffers going down the south coast. But, yeah, yeah, look forward to it. And uh, look forward to seeing you, as always, mate. Great, and we'll catch up again next week. And thank you to all our listeners. Please join us again next time on 5000 to 1. The Athletic. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.